My face currently feels like I've been run through by Tom Stewart. Puts it to the top of the square. Oh, beautiful little fist in there by Nail. Crucial centimetre moments. He definitely has a bit of the, uh, the Belcho spirit. <laughs> um, as I, I have a bit of the Belcho spirit. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast that was probably out of bounds when that handball was received um, from all angles. There's no disputing it. I think we were Uh, also touched on the line. Might have been touched on the line. uh, (laughs) But I do think that mark was taken inside the field of play. You're listening to The Back Pocket. Uh, I am, as always, Jack, and I am also with, as always, Alistair. As Um, always. As always. Um, It's late this week because stuff's happened and our life is hard. Look, we're in our late 20s. We're depressed and sad. We have to do this every single week. The Tillies lost the semi-final. <laughs> I got beaten up at cricket. We paid a bunch of state players, which seemed I, a bit unfair. I exist, so... Yeah, I've got a cat. Um, <laughs> it was a week of footy. Another one that was actually pretty interesting for finals results. Bulldogs losing really put a dent in their record. Um, yeah, that's probably the big loss out of the week. I think there's, there's two points I can take from that game. One is that I think Bontempelli should keep playing football after halftime. I think that would really help them this season. <laughs> and I also think that Tim English shouldn't be taking kickouts. They're my two... I have to say, it was the strangest moment of the week. My two it? big takeaways from that game. Um, like there's other games I have takeaways from that Grundy isn't a full forward, um, that you should maybe send someone near Josh Dacos... Maybe um, maybe Essendon really are a bottom five side. Yeah, um, Richmond also are where they belong, I think. Mm-hmm. People were talking about the finals, but they just played some bad teams for a little bit there. Uh, yeah, it was a weird weekend, but... I think uh, English taking the kick out takes Is the, the weirdest take. part, yeah. Oh, the it Jeremy was, Cameron handball was right up there. Is that the most... Is that That's got to like triple his bounces. He took three bounces mm, in the And one of them was as he stepped outside the square. Yeah. And he went across and across. And Bailey Dale, who probably should have taken the kick out, was just like running away from him. Um... We'll get into the votes. What was who was your one this week? Uh, my one is to no one was going to give him votes. I guarantee it. Uh, Oleg Markov. Okay, I'm giving a vote. Yep. Um, one mostly just because of his moustache. It's 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 I, fantastic. I think we were really robbed of the opportunity for Oleg Markov to play on Jordan Gallucci. <laughs> I think that would have been really good. I liked really Gallucci. Good. He was um, like a first round pick as well. It's, it, he just disappeared. Yeah, Adelaide had a real period where they just picked and burned. Mm. Um, and a couple of father-sons too. Yeah. Anyway, um, he had 16 disposals, five marks, seven intercepts, 16 pressure acts, a couple of rebound 50s, but it was mostly his enthusiasm. Um, I feel like Collingwood has lacked it the last couple of weeks, yep. for everyone getting around each other. Oleg yeah. Markov uh, we, sees... We talked about it early in the game when he did that spoil, mm-hmm. and he like he had to get the boys around him yeah. for the defensive acts. Even he'll see, he'll see a spoil from 30 metres away. He will charge to get around, all smiles, high fives, I think that's uh, important, um, more even more so than his stats. Um, and they won, and he played well, so one vote. That is totally fair. Um, I did a U this week, and I don't have my stats on me, so we're going to have to do this <laughs> off the cuff. But my... Uh, you said you were ready on Monday. I was, and then I clearly wasn't, um, because Monday was when I turned into a potato. Uh, my one was to Nick Blakey. Um, oh, okay. Who was really good defensively for Sydney, when, especially when that game was close. Um, My three votes is to Nicholas oh, Blakey. Well, do you so. have stats for Nicholas Blakey? I do. I do have Hell the yeah. stats. Uh, you're lucky this week. Uh, he had 24 disposals, eight marks. He went at 92%, 12 intercepts, 11 pressure acts, seven one percenters. Don't know how many were spoilers because I don't go on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, 414 metres gained and 10 rebound 50s, which is all around a pretty good game. Really good game. The, we watched that game while exhausted, drinking Powerade and eating Red Rooster. 
And I think that's what we did. Yeah, he was good uh, while I watched. That was my impression I got from that game. Uh, I was really disappointed Gold Coast couldn't hang on there uh, for, you know, Geelong's sake. But it, it makes the finals more interesting, really, that Sydney won. Uh, it really sets up an opportunity to have a grand final rematch first week of finals uh, if Sydney can continue up some kind of form. Um, so that was your – did you say that was your three? That was my three. All right. So who was your – Two. two. My two goes to Jake Lever. Jake okay. Lever. We have really different votes this week. Yeah. So that's good. Jake Lever. All right, go for uh, it. Jake Lever alongside Stephen May. You could have probably thrown a pin at either of them to, as to who to pick. Um, I thought they did a really good job on Kerno, who's in really good form. And he had he kicked two goals, I think, in the end. And he, he set up one or two others. But they locked down. They were under siege, especially in that first quarter. And for the start of the last, they were getting pantsed. And they just held up. And that's Melbourne's biggest strength. And um, I can go through the stats. He had 12 intercepts, 16 disposals, only a few marks, seven rebound 50s. But they basically set up the wall and stopped. Um, yep. And that's that was super important. It's very finals footy um, props. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I did think his game was really good. Mm. Um, and we'll, I'll come back to that later. Um, but my two mm. this week was to Harris Andrews, um, who was... Um, Really good again. I do have Harris Andrews stats if you want them. Yeah? Well, you, how many votes? Did you give him any votes? I gave him five votes. You gave him five? Yeah. Wow, I'm okay. Well, I'm well out of order this week because um, of you. All right, well, I do, I've got some stats in front of me, so you can pick up anything I've missed. Sure. Uh, 11 intercepts, mm-hmm. uh, eight contested, 100%. Uh, he kicked a goal, uh, 100% goal-kicking accuracy. That was nice. <laughs> uh, 81% disposal efficiency. His 1% was insane. I think he had 17 spoils and one other 1%er. Yep, 18 um, total. Five rebound fifties. He's really good, and Adelaide challenged them. Yeah. Um, Adelaide's forward line is potent, so to you, play the game he did was. You were watching the Geelong game at the time, or you were waiting for the Geelong. I can't remember, but I was watching that game off to the side on my phone, and those last five to ten minutes were crazy. And I think he was just really good. I yeah. couldn't go past giving him five this week. Fair um, enough. Um, and he's he's. I know you've said it before. He's definitely living up to his potential because he was lauded and all Australian, and I didn't quite get it, but now I do. He, he's he could worked on his deficiency something top spot fierce. in the votes this week. I'm not sure yet. I think but, he will. Uh, he might already be top. No, so oh, no, he is. He's already top by one. How I many think, did you give him? Two. Yeah, so seven votes. I think he's one. I think he's one ahead now. Interesting. Okay, so that's getting very close. Huge. To the well, I guess we've got to roll through. <laughs> yeah, you've got to do your three. Uh, my three my three was to Nathan Murphy. Uh, it was just an honourable mention for me. He was mention. almost my one. He was, especially after Moore went mm-hmm. down and Jeremy Cameron was obviously having a field day. I didn't I didn't give him votes because Jeremy Cameron um, went nuts. But Jer- <laughs> the things he did weren't marking opportunities. Like yeah, he did one from out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> but I thought Nathan Murphy was fantastic. He... Really generaled that backline yeah. uh, after Moore went off. He huge. showed that they can still do it without Moore. I think it was a really important game. I was obviously laughing at anyone who thought that they were underdogs just because Dacos was out, especially considering Geelong had way more important outs. But when Moore went down and the fact that they managed to recover from that in-game mm-hmm. says that they are a genuine contender. Mm-hmm. Um, Geelong played, I think, the best game they've played this year against Collingwood on the weekend outside of some really stark errors, and they it was not enough. Uh that their backline really came back together and their midfield was fantastic. Um, Dacos and Dugowie were brilliant. And Tom Mitchell, lo and behold, when he's allowed back in as an inside mid, is really good at that. Josh Dacos went nuts. Uh, insane. I don't know why they didn't at any point send someone to him. Uh, 40 disposals. I think it's a career best for him. Uh, one Dacos out. Doesn't matter. Um, mm. 
But yeah, uh, Murphy for me, again, it's one of those games where I don't think the stats matter that much, but I think yep. he had nine spoils as well. Totally um, fair. I could have easily given him votes anywhere in this top five. So He was very, very good. So, mm. and, I mean, it's not really his fault. Jeremy Cameron decided to rock up and just No, yeah, nuts. actually kick on target for a change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my three. So your four is your last one you've got to give Yeah, it goes to my man, Nicholas Newman. All right, that's my five. Okay, um, all right. He, he was making a late charge. If he gets full votes next week, he might win. He's playing <laughs> insane football at the moment in games that Carlton just need to win. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just rolling. I guess he thrives under pressure. I think I saw it a little bit earlier than everyone in the year because obviously I'm a Carlton man. Yeah. Well, we um, gave him 10, I think, against Toby Green earlier in the year. Yes, that um, one. Um, and then from there, even during losses, uh, he was generaling in a crazy way I haven't seen from him before. Um, and it makes me really sad that we lost a year of him to ACL because it could have been important last year. Um, but, yeah, he's he's good, isn't he? He's very good. He's a um, shit. He's a sneaky little prick uh, in the best possible way. Uh, I can understand, like, that Collingwood fans and Richmond fans would hate him. He's exactly the kind of player that because mm-hmm. he plays for a proper rival club and he's a cheeky little prick. They, I they dislike how mouthy he is to umpires. It, it makes my Stressful. heart jump into my Stressful. mouth. Stressful. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's playing well. Have you got have you got his stats there? Yeah, thirty three yeah. disposals, nine marks. He only went at seventy percent, which is unders for him. Uh, Eleven intercepts, nine pressure acts, five hundred and twenty one meters gained, three rebound fifties, and three one percenters to go with it. Um, and I don't think uh, any of the forwards that he played against really fired a shot. So he's so good at just manning space. Um, when is there's it? when there's multiple small forwards mm-hmm. inside 50, he just fills gaps where these really dangerous players get into and makes it hard for them. So he doesn't have as many one-on-ones as players might, mm. but his pressure acts are always so high and his inter- intercepts are so high because he just gets in the right spot before he needs to be. And he's proved um, earlier in the year he can one-on-one yeah. like he did to Green. Um, do you think it's time that they, someone tags him? A lot of this I, year I've people have been putting time it. into Saad, but yeah. it might not be worth it anymore. I've, I've thought about it a few times recently because he's just been getting off the hook. Um, I, I, obviously, Ross Lyon has brought up that he's going to go with Stewart and he went with Sicily, but then when they played Carlton, he didn't go with Newman. So I, Is I, it maybe he's smaller? It, yeah, it, it's harder to tag a small yeah. player, obviously, because he doesn't take the marks, but um, it, it might be. He's playing mm. great football. I, he's in all-Australian contention at the moment. Uh, they don't pick small defenders. No, but he won't get He picked. is the best small defender in the AFL uh, by a stretch currently. Mm. Uh, my five, also from that game, um, so we've had quite a lot of players from that game. Mine was to Stephen May. Um, yeah. He, every time I looked up when Carlton were going, well, yep. I looked up, obviously I watched that whole game, but it felt like every time Carlton went inside 50, he was there in some capacity, whether he was causing it to be a contested ball, whether he was actually spoiling it, whether he was intercept marking it. Uh, he's playing Back, great footy yep. again. Um, he had, like, I feel like he had a little lull there mid-season. A Definitely. lot of players did, but he's I mean, leading from the front. Melbourne are in the hot seat to even get a top two finish if they keep winning games. They they lost that one. Which so funny because they lose the next two, they're out of the top four. So which is, could be out of the top four. Could so. be. Uh, and Bulldogs didn't help their chances with their nope. loss on the weekend. Uh, could have ruined their chances at finals. Now maybe if they beat West Coast and then lose to Geelong, they finish ninth. Uh, it's so weird. We're in a world where Geelong can win two of their both their games and still miss the finals. It's it's insane that they <laughs> like obviously they they won two important games before this weekend, didn't move them into the eight, mm-hmm. lose to Collingwood, dropped to thirteenth. Uh, it's brutal. And then if they win the next two, they could finish as high as sixth. High as um, sixth. Low as ninth. They win the next two, they can still finish ninth. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I think it was I, I saw a bunch of models said it was like a ninety six percent chance. That I if think, they win the next two, they finish. It's like I feel like four percent is too much 
for winning the last two as close as it is. But I think if they were to miss, I think, what is it? Sydney have to win both their games and one of Essendon and St Kilda need to win both their games. Yeah. Um, um, but Sydney made, <laughs> I'll quickly jump through his uh, numbers that had in oh, there for me. Stats, huh? He had 11 spoils, six intercept possessions, went at 93%, um, had a, no score involvements, no goal assists, no inside 50s. <laughs> it was just all brick wall stuff, uh, and I loved it. And, yeah, they, they really curtailed Kerno as much as they really could have, I think, in that game, Team which is, it, funnily so. enough, why it might be handy for them to have Mackay back. It would be weird if they um, decided to just trade him because Kerno kicked... Three goals in the last two weeks. Yeah, when they started, started <laughs> playing good teams, he kicked less goals. It's weird. It's insane. Anyway, no, it was when they got du- double teamed. Yeah, um, when, when when teams had two tall defenders inside fifty, and Mackay wasn't there, they sent them both to him. Well, he's back this week, he so is. we'll see. Um, There's a benefit of doing this on a Thursday. We know the teams. So yeah, we'll it's interesting. Um, Haw- Hawkins and Mackay both back. Mm. Um, shapes up those two forward lines very differently. The, the Geelong St Kilda game. It's going to be very strange because I think in the arcs, Geelong are the better of the teams, but St Kilda have a better midfield overall and will win it in the I, I genuinely think this is the week where Geelong rock up with a better midfield, even with Still Guthrie out. I think that St Kilda midfield is way too one-paced. I, I agree. I think, obviously, Dangerfield playing the way he is, his last few weeks have been insane. He's playing traditional mm-hmm. beast mode Dangerfield stuff. Um, and we were seeing better football from Bruin and Atkins is finally playing the way we hoped he would earlier in the year. Like so he did last year. It is interesting, but um, I think St Kilda would still on paper have the better midfield. I think Marshall gives them the advantage midfield-wise. Yes, for wise, sure. Right going now, up against Neil especially. That's not going to do much. And Neil was good last week against Darcy Cameron, and that's a that's a big step up from Darcy Cameron Huge. to Ron Marshall. Um, um, and we've seen how Rowan Marshall going. And that was Neil going, taking so less than a quarter of the ruck knocks. If you've got a, if you've got a vice, if you've got someone who's a safe captain on Sunday, pick, right, right, pick yeah, Marshall yeah, as your vice on Saturday. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that, that's votes run through. Um, Easy. Well, see you next week. <laughs> feels like that. <laughs> I feel like I do that every week. Um, we've got, um, we know the games are huge the next two weeks. Mm. Uh, it's, it starts, I think, straight away this weekend, uh, Friday night. Let me just double check that. Brisbane Collingwood. It does. It starts straight away, which is at Marvel for some weird reason. I feel uh, like it should be at the MCG, but I like that it's at Marvel. It's. I think both teams would prefer it was at the MCG because Brisbane would prefer to get a game in at the mm-hmm. MCG before Especially before against finals. the top side. Collingwood would prefer it was at the MCG because Brisbane can't Money. win at the MCG. But it's not. Um, I it think, would sell out for sure. I think the, the interesting thing is I think it being at Marvel works in Brisbane's favour oh, in multiple ways. I, I agree. One, I think that they're not playing at the MCG, so the hoodoo is not yep. there. But two, Marvel's faster. Mm-hmm. And Brisbane are, especially with Gunston out, fast. Yes, they are going to pressure, I think, and it's and going to be very interesting to see if Collingwood hold up to that at Marvel. Collingwood's outs are, again, big. Um, I, think, I think, and I could be wrong, don't quote me, I think something like Brisbane have won five of their last six at Marvel. Yeah, they're really good at Marvel. And Collingwood are like 50-50 there. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting because I think that a lot of people have said it as well during the weeks. This isn't a revolutionary statement. Didn't even but, do our honourable mentions. Oh, who were yours? I'll just quickly say it was Mitchell Hinge, Alex Witherden, Jaden Laverty. That's all you get. Sweet. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was not, not a revolutionary statement, but had Geelong had Hawkins... They probably win that game due to more going down and and not Maybe. having the two keys. Yeah. Whereas this week they come up against a team that genuinely do have two key forwards in Hipwood and Danaher, mm. and if you can't play on both of them, one of them likely will kick goals. I, I I think that when they're manned, they're not elite, but I think that it will be hard to cover both of them. Well, they yeah. haven't brought in a key, have they? Well, they brought in Frampton already last week. Mm, true. So they had the extra tall already that that was for ruck cover. So they've got Frampton and Murphy, but. 
Frampton's going to play on one of Hipwood or Danaher, and I think they both outmark him um, in a one-on-one. So it's going to be very defensive setup based for Collingwood on the weekend, which obviously football is. Mm. And then we've got the yeah pointless game to start Saturday, which is Richmond North. Um, it feels rude to say pointless, but Richmond Fair basically game. tanked against the Bulldogs. And now Fair game for Cochin and, and Cochin and Zebel and uh, Rewalt and Rewalt. Yeah, so, he'll, doubt he'll play the game after. Um, big game for them, but not a big game on the football calendar. Gold Coast Carlton only a big game for Carlton's finals hopes. Gold Coast have written themselves off now. Hmm, still, oh, they can still, still make causing it. threats, which is um, annoying. <laughs> GWS Essendon is a huge game. That's a final, effectively for them. Yep. Whichever team loses that can't make it. St Kilda Geelong is also effectively a final. Whichever team loses that, well, St Kilda might make it, but probably won't. Geelong lose it, won't make won't it. Make it. Adelaide Sydney just about a final. Whichever, t- a final. whichever team loses that, that's won't actually make I'm picking that as my game of the round. Uh, Bulldogs have to beat West Coast by a lot. Uh, basically, that's a pretty on-paper one. Rick, Melbourne Hawthorne, not a final, but Hawthorne have been threatening good teams consistently. It would uh, be very interesting. And uh, what are they going to do about Sicily? They don't have a forward to take him. Melksham's not a tagger. He is annoying, Neil but he's Bourne. not a tagger. I don't know if he can do that. It's, it is a tough one. Um, Especially when their forward line's so undermanded. Obviously, Hawthorne moment. are looking really good. That obviously knocked off some very good teams in the last mm. few weeks, beating both Collingwood and uh Bulldogs, hmm. ba- pretty much back to back. Actually, back actually to back. back to back. Um, <laughs> and Sicily, obviously playing insane football. They they have they had to send tags to him to slow him down. If 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 Melbourne don't have someone from there, they're in trouble. Yes, um, and but I don't know if they've got Hawthorne's inside both fifty. Both and Lewis fit at the same time, which looks really good for them up forward. Hmm. Their midfield's good. I think next year, all of those players with an extra year into them will be genuinely good. I think I'm glad be Warple's a, playing well again. Because me too. I don't know. Well, why all he, he needed was out. a Newcomb and a Day in there with him, I think, to help relieve the mm-hmm. load. And it's working. Uh, it's good. But yeah, another exciting week for finals footy. To be so many teams. All the games? That's all. Uh, well, Port Frio, which again, Frio seem to only play well against good teams. So maybe they lift for that one. And we're not going to talk about Western Bulldogs, um, West Coast Eagles. No, I said they need to win by a lot. That's basically it. Um, yeah, I'm picking Sydney Adelaide in my game of the round. I know Adelaide are insane at home, but Sydney. Uh, Sydney have picked up again. And they're, they're back. It, this is this is it. If they lose this, um, they're done. I, I mean, I'd go the cowards pick for game of the round. I'm going Collingwood. Brisbane, Brisbane. Collingwood. Um, I've picked Brisbane, uh, which is apparently the upset. They're but I don't favorites think it, on are, they, are they now? Yeah, they were, 84 they to weren't when I picked them, but it makes sense that they would be now, especially with Dugowie out, I think is a big one that wasn't there when I made that my pick earlier in the week. Um, and Keaton Coleman back is a good in for Brisbane. So um, I can't think of it. There was a bunch of dumb stuff said during the week about football, but I've forgotten it all. So uh, Let me think. Let me think. Uh, uh, Eddie Maguire said Perth is a one-city town instead of a one-team town. <laughs> Uh, he also called Adam Simpson Adam Goods. Adam Goods. He had he had he had flashbacks. And he called him a. I uh, didn't say it. No no no. What, what did he say oh. on the? You picked up the paper earlier. Oh, he said he was going to get boned. Boned. Yeah, he says <laughs> he said Adam Goods is going to get boned, which just is a confusing statement in 2023 because yeah. his name's Adam Simpson. We touched uh, on it earlier. People think Harry Mackay should be sold for a packet of chips. That's weird. Um, um, how many teams willingly trade out a Coleman medalist? N- none. 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 GWS made Geelong give them everything they yeah. had to get Jeremy Cameron across the line. If 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 you're trading a common medalist who is 26 years old, that's that's triple <laughs> pick. Crazy. That's and, triple pick territory. Yeah, and this people oh, his goal kicking. Yeah, but he's still getting the ball right. Like if you get a forward who's marking the ball that much, you're it's in there, and that's so important. I teams would take him in a heartbeat, and Carlton would demand a lot for him. He's not. I don't think it's not happening. Not happening. Um, a few obviously a few free agents signed on again the last mm. week. Parish is still available. 
It's um, it's I think Radicalia's value right? went down based on that game. <laughs> he he was good for parts, but there was a couple of moments where one he you know, ducked under that chest mark and it cost yeah. him all immediately. And there was the moment where Coladajny just did not want to give it to him. He almost got caught holding the ball to turn around the other way and handball it to Bose instead. Uh, which shows the faith that the back line has in him as a disposer of the football, which isn't a good sign if you're trying to trade him in. Even when I've seen them playing well with him in the side, he's still passing it off to others yes, to kick it to out. to kick it down the line. And, and I know that key defenders don't have to have huge metres gained, but if Collard, you should if you be relying on them to kick down the line. Yes. Uh, and Even that was, that was the thing that Coladagny fixed in his game in Geelong's last year, that he stopped trying to bite off kicks, fade. that he just <laughs> kicked down the line. Um, so... That's interesting. Obviously, more out. It will be interesting to see how they go. They've given Bruz Maynard the captaincy for the week, which is fascinating to me. I don't understand that I didn't give it to um, Josh Dacos. I saw someone make a joke about how he was happy to take the captaincy mm. because Lockie Neal is smaller, smaller and lighter than him, um, so he'll happy to be doing the centre-bounce. Is he getting embarrassed? Does it, do you reckon he, he would absolutely name-search himself on Twitter? Yeah, but he would. I just, does he have the self-awareness? No, I don't know. Because it's, it's two weeks in a row now where he's gone at the little bloke. And then crapped himself when a bigger bloke's gone. Crips and Dangerfield, two weeks in a row. Not he's two been, weeks in a row, but... Well, yeah, two and three weeks. He's been shit scared of and gone for uh, Motlop. Motlop and Stengel, which a bad pattern. But oh, Yeah, true, um, actually. Like, they're both 176 or so centimetres tall. Stengel even smaller. Stengel is a tiny footballer. Um, it's just everyone. such weird... Jack is claiming that Bras Maynard is a racist. <laughs> fake tough guy stuff. I'm not claiming that. Um, it's, just a, it's just a bad look. Uh, on paper, I think. But he, he does it to anyone who's small. He did it to Hollands as well. Um, he just, he, he's a he's coward a of a footballer, basically. And it's a weird person to make you captain. Mm. Because does he step up if it actually gets tough? That's what I want to talk about. Oh. Bulldogs shouldn't have even been close to winning that game. Because fucking... What's his name? Riley West running in and tackling Oh, my goodness. Sisley. Okay, so I've been informed during the week that technically that is the correct decision. No way. And my belief is that... That means the rule is wrong. It should be 50 metres. He, is, he's, or back he to was the not nine. back to the nine, means he was in the protected zone yeah. and ran him down from, from starting in the protected zone. He Jay, started running the, whilst the, he was still the, in the square. Yes, the umpire's decision is that Sicily chose to play on, but like you shouldn't think there's someone behind you because no. the umpire is supposed to clear everyone. Yeah. It's, it's a shocking decision, and if it had cost that game, there would have been rightful outroar, uh, uproar. No, it. you can do outroar if you want. Um, it was a shocking. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh, I was so shocked. So, I mean, this is the same game where English took the kick out. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's funny. I, I was listening to... Um, Someone probably could have run him down from Another behind. footy podcast earlier. <laughs> and I actually really enjoyed that when they talked about the bad umpiring in the Geelong Collingwood game, they said that the mark, which from a different angle could have been a mark, so it's hard oh, to say that's out. With. The handball, which shouldn't have been a handball. No. Then also the centre bounce, which was the... like. Oh. What I really enjoyed was, because there's been a lot of Collingwood fans doing this whole, like, drawing a line to the centre circle. I mean, look what was in there. The podcast I was into, they said, I watch every game of football every weekend. And he said, 19 out of 20 times you see that specific bounce, it will get called back because it is a bad bounce. And it went straight to Dugowie and it went straight inside the forward line and it was a goal within 30 seconds and then Collingwood kicked, like, the next five. Umpires just don't care sometimes. It was a game-changing moment. Um, and obviously the other one with Jeremy Cameron was a game-changing moment too. Like, that really brought them back in the game. But moments like that shouldn't be putting games as close as they were. Like I think the worst is when they bounce it and it goes all the way to one side. The ruckman runs to go get it, and then the other one gets charged with a block because, because he they still, had to move he backwards. Put his hand up yeah. to stop someone running into him. Yeah, it's not a block. 
you're just trying to not get kicked in the face. You shouldn't have to do that because the ball shouldn't be flying back over his there head anyway. There was one in the... Oh, I'm saying it now. I've said it before. No more bounce. No more bounce. We've, we've, yeah, we've, early in the season Jason we're Dunstall, on this. get out of here. Um, yeah, footy with Broden Kelly, you have to change the intro. <laughs> nope, don't bounce that pill. Throw that pill up. Because I, I do waffle games every weekend. Do you know how much smoother it goes when they just every, every just throw it up every time? Easy. Insanely better. It's a it's it's almost performative at this point to keep it. Get rid it of is. it. It is. And just the first just the first of one. Of the game. Yeah. Um I'm not even saying of the quarter, just the yeah, first one. First of the one game. of the game. Get someone who is good at it mm. to do it. You could have some a special umpire, he could a be specific there for, umpire. He could just be on the field. He just goes out one. and he bounces it and he goes off and he changes with someone else as soon as there's a stoppage. Uh yeah, it's it's a God, it's that'd be a good job. Becoming a mess. The bounce. <laughs> it is. We've seen several times this year it's been a mess. There was a moment in the this is just talking about ruck rules and umpires not knowing them I hate either. Ruck rules. There was one it's Ruckcraft. <laughs> um there was one on the weekend, it was in the Richmond St. Kilda game. And it was Nankervis and Marshall, there was a free kick paid uh for they love using things like um misconduct or like mm. whatever. And someone clarified that it was because Marshall raised his knee and he raised his knee into Nankervis's raised knee. And it's like, so you raise your knee first, you get the free kick. I, yeah. Their knees clashed. They, they clearly both had them raised. I, ruck work is so weird. It's not like Nankervis is like 50 centimetres taller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, ruck frees are the worst thing in football. They've, I love it when they the drive umpire, me in. that one, I don't know what game it was, but he pointed the wrong way from a ruck free mm. and everyone was shocked. No one knew what was happening. Um, it's just a joke. It's always funny when there's a whistle and both Ruckman stand there like, is it mine? Yeah. They have no idea uh, because they do the same thing every time and sometimes mm-hmm. the umpire goes out to block Yeah, for some reason. I don't think I could do it. I think I would be livid. Did you enjoy, and I'm sure you did, the montage of the Charlie Kerno free kicks posted oh, back yeah. to back to back so yeah. that people just couldn't complain about them because... The vast majority of them I were there. I love the one that they complained the about the most is the headlock, where he's actually got him <laughs> under the chin with the elbow. like. And, and the ones that weren't as bad as the others were ones that... Uh, yeah, well, one, he <laughs> took marks off a bunch of them. But also ones that other forwards get freeze for too. Like it, it, they, shouldn't, they should get them more often. I'll say straight up, other forwards don't get as many free yeah, kicks, and, and they, they probably like, should. They should. That's the thing. Um, You're getting angry at the wrong no. thing, right? People get mad about him getting the freeze. No, you should be mad that... The other forwards don't when defenders are literally hanging off of them. And it's different to say, and in the same team, uh, two years ago, Harry Mackay would get freeze for like throwing his head back. Yes, and that's very different. And thankfully, that's dropped out of his game. That don't pay. Mm-hmm. People actually scragging someone pay. I have no problem with it if it's fucking Taylor Walker, if it's Tom Hawkins, pay it if it's there. But if yep. it's if it's if it's diving, which you see paid more. <laughs> Oh, so I, annoying. I've been seeing um, – what I find really funny is that because it's the comparison to who he's going past for the record for goal assists is that the media's talking about how he's going after Akamanis' record. They're not comparing him to Akamanis, but then the, the public are saying, yeah, well, Akamanis kicked this amount of goals that year. It's like he also won a Brownlow medal that year. Like we're not arguing Ryan Myers should medal. win a Brownlow medal. We're saying that he should be the All-Australian half-forward flank. I because agree. he sets up the most goals – in the AFL. But I also think Luke Bruce should be on the other yeah, side. Oh, he's and that's not going to happen. an insane season. Those two are not going to get... They'll get maybe in the squad. Speaking of... Uh, Actually, you know what? I could see Myers missing the squad somehow. Hawthorne forwards. Did you see the gunshot that was Chad Wingard going down? Oh, yeah. Getting sniped as Achilles, I think, in the end. Yep. Um, 
I don't know if that's career ending. It, it could be. Um, look, I wouldn't be surprised. His if he last it. few weeks has been good enough to go on. He's been very patchy this year, um, but yeah. he showed that he can still play well enough, and then went down unfortunately. But I wouldn't be shocked if he decided that's enough. Um, ah, I think Hawthorne would push to keep him there because he is a great person to be able to teach the younger mm. forwards how to be a good forward. Maybe it's just early, a year early for him. Yeah. It, it was a bad one. I, he, he was in pain. He, he was gone. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Who else did an injury that we all thought was going to retire? But, oh, no. Sorry, didn't do an injury. Just signed on for another year. Rory Sloan. Rory Sloan. Yeah. Mm. That was a weird one. And Adelaide acting like it was a... Like they did the Drake meme. Like mm. it was a... Uh, like they flexing on people for I, not I, retiring. I only saw people upset about it. It's going to be a... Um, it's going to be a Scott Thompson, like, 2010 yeah. year where he just is killing it in the sandfall. Uh, or taking spots away from people. Or taking spots. And I hope that's not the case. I hope that either he plays well enough to be in the team. Hey, maybe they'll do a Dyson Heppel, put him at halfback, and you'll get 20 disposals five weeks in a row and everyone will Maybe he will, but does that like backline need someone to go in there? No. I feel like they're doing well enough at the moment without him. I feel like he was replaced by Keys last year. Yes. He didn't need yeah. to be in the side. And Crouch in form as well is a, is a huge mm-hmm. one, right? If they've got Crouch, Laird and Keys in the midfield, they don't need Sloan in there. Dawson. And Dawson. They don't need Sloan in that midfield. I don't see a place for him. Um, me neither. Personally. Their yeah. best 22 shouldn't have him in it on paper. So No. Um, which is not to say that well, Rory Sloan's had a fantastic career. He's great. He was a very good captain when he was mm-hmm. in charge of that football club. And then he's not as good anymore. And that's mm-hmm. when he should retire. I, I, I respect the players that know when Zeeble's a great example of a player who's had a good enough year this year and has known that it is time. Um, oh, I don't know. I was listening to the North List manager and he more than implied that a lot of the boys were told, yeah, no yeah. more. Um, Let's except say- for Goldstein, who's apparently getting one more year, maybe <laughs> even two. So strange because they've got so much ruck depth They've got like eight rucks. Right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Zeeble's a he's the only one that can stay time fit. And... Cochin and Rewald also. Mm. Um, like a really good time to know. I still think Rewald should have gone one more, but he's... Oh, I, I agree. He's he could have got decision. to 350 games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's another milestone of goals. Yeah. two or three. He would have t- overtaken Richo in goals. Yeah, and he's... It's it's so funny, and we are on the unpopular side of this one, in the argument of which Rewald has had a better career. Jack. Do I think Nick Rewald was a naturally more talented footballer? Yes. yes. Jack Rewald has had a by far... Better career. He's kicked more goals. He's he has won more premierships. More goals. He's won more premierships. He's now played more games, but he has more goals per game. Mm-hmm. He has only two less All-Australians. Mm. He's got three flags. He's got common medal. So, yeah, three common medals, three flags. Uh, that, that's a better career. I, there's there's no, no debating it. Um, sure, Nick Rewalt might have taken 20 marks in a game, but they've yeah. both done that courageous <laughs> mark. Yeah. I think but, Nick's is a little better. but It is. And and we didn't see Nick Rewalt complain as much as Jack No. Um, but, but it's... Like, Jack Rewalt was still a talismanic forward in a crap team. Whoa, what a word. For a while. Like, he was <laughs> he was what made Richmond exciting to watch when they were struggling and then became a very a very team-oriented full mm. forward in a great team. His career has been brilliant, and it's overshadowed by the fact that people think he's a wanker, which, sure, he is, but he's had a fantastic AFL career. I did laugh. Uh, obviously, I love seeing the footage of him with fucking the killers. It's very yes, good. it's all oh, brilliant. Um, but I laughed when he said he tried to take a screamer on the weekend and realised it was probably time to retire because he only got his knee halfway <laughs> up their back. That's good. Um, and, yeah, it's like the it's like the corns and five story. Yeah. Everyone he, has that moment on field where they go, ah. Uh, uh, that's it. He was one of those players who... Um, 
had great footy cards every year. Like there was always a great photo of Jack Rewalt taking a mark that you could put mm. in that frame, uh, like above people's heads. So uh, the, he'll be missed, I think, as a footballer. He was entertaining. I think he'll be missed at Richmond. Um, he was entertaining for the whole league, whether it was watching him just be wildly demonstrative towards opposition players or umpires or him crawling up the race in that footage, which crying. is just fantastic. Yep, having a cry in the stairwell, uh, doing Mr. Brightside. Uh, his, his highlights are real of non-playing, almost as good as some people's playing. No, I didn't remember it, but I really enjoyed the footage of him jumping fences to avoid the media, yes, grabbing a mic over car, the- <laughs> catching the train. It's good. It's funny. Um, oh, that's all I've got this week. Uh, I don't think I've got any, much else. Bigfooty's move from is Collingwood having a dynasty to is Carlton having a dynasty? Very funny. Hey, good stuff, Bigfooty. Dynasty of potentially maybe one final series. Let's go. Woo! I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that site's ability to get ahead of themselves. I fucking oh, I won't go into it too much. I despise the Carlton posters on the main board. They are so voracious and they post all the time and they have almost nothing to back themselves mm. up on. Mm-hmm. I very much avoid them mm. or will just post, please the, the, stop. The worst <laughs> thing about Bigfooty is that anytime there's a thread that is not about any specific team or player, it will get overridden by Geelong and Richmond fans. Oh, that too. Collingwood fans have been bad. Too. Piss fight with each other for n- no reason. Um, I remember people getting really upset. There was a... F- a, a Thread about which um, which dynasty, quote unquote, was better out of Brisbane, Hawthorne, Geelong, and Richmond. Um, and I gave Brisbane. Well, I said Brisbane not only because they were dominant and they won mm. three in a row, but that they were a non-Victorian team mm. playing on the MCG against Victorian teams in mm. all of those. And then for the same reason, I had Geelong. Yeah, I don't second. think they ever won it from first. For the same reason, I had they? Geelong second because they played the second and third flags of those three against teams that were by far and away the best team in those home and away seasons who were also Victorian sides, whereas Hawthorne played three non-Victorian sides in three flags and Richmond played two out of their three non-Victorian sides and then the Asterisk Cup, which everyone was calling it until Richmond won it and they were like, oh, no, it's a real one, which it was always a real one, if anything, harder to win it that year. Um, <laughs> but that was my – and then they, they went apeshit. Mm. They did not like that at all. Um, which was very funny because it, it was just a thread about people's opinions on which order it went in. Yeah, um, it was just very similar. There was a thread. It was like, oh, who was the best out of these? And it had like Judd and Voss and a bunch of other players. And anyone that put Judd at six was getting fucking roasted, even though he's probably fifth or sixth on that yeah. list. Um, so it's embarrassing. Stop being but losers. Voss's ability to step up in huge games was elite. But it's recency bias. People mm-hmm. people forget how good Voss was because it was 20 years ago now. Um, like Akamanis is a player that I think is... His freak talent is completely forgotten because he's a wanker. Yeah, banned from more golf courses than he's now won flags. But um, like he was—he's banned from more than three, much yeah, more yeah, than three. So. He was incredible to watch play football. Should say ridiculous. banned from more golf golf courses than he did assists in his best season. <laughs> <laughs> banned from more golf courses than his handicap is. Um, anyway, we've got definitely got off track now. Uh, we'll be back next week before the last round of the year with. Probably still no idea what's going to happen because mm. there's still so many games in that round that are huge. We've got uh, Geelong playing Bulldogs. We could Bulldogs. see some teams eliminated. We could see one of Essendon and GWS, GWS out. And Adelaide and Sydney. Adelaide and Sydney. And so. if Geelong lose, they're out. But so there's another one. If Geelong win, uh, GWS Carlton, Geelong Bulldogs are huge games. Mm. Uh, it's great. 
Uh, it's good to have genuinely exciting footy at the tail end of the year. I'd like to be locked in, so win this week, please, Carlton. Mm. I would like to still have the season alive because <laughs> Geelong's AFLW team doesn't even come to Perth this year, so I can't watch them play. <laughs> uh, but that's been fun. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye.